Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're cranking out episodes all throughout the ice season here uh, in the Short Rod Show studios down in the basement. Yeah, today is our New Year's Eve special. Yeah, because it's celebrating about New, New Year's Year. here in, what, three hours. Yeah, not doing too bad. No. We might ring in, I mean, depending on how, uh, how much Ben really wants to get into his fishing trip today, we might ring in the New Year on the podcast. That'd be a that, long episode. That would be a long episode. <laughs> I don't think people have time for that. <laughs> but that would be that'd be pretty sweet. But yeah, what are we talking about today, Brett? Um, so we finally have ice. Holy finally. shit. Man. It only took what, three weeks? I, I'd say too, we're about too long. three weeks behind. Yeah. Yeah. But it's building quick. Mm-hmm. Uh luckily. Building quick. Seems like I don't know, we'll see what happens after the storm. But I mean the ice we have right now seems pretty decent. Yeah. Uh the storm's going to be the big wild card. That's yeah. what, yeah, the timing of it's not great. And the amount. The amount is not but great. But I think what's going to be good is it's supposed to be, so what's today? Friday. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to get a storm on Saturday, about four to five inches. But it's supposed to be deathly cold and very windy. Yep. So hopefully it'll just kind of blow. It'll be very light, fluffy snow, and it'll kind of blow off anyway. Kind of drift in the edges, hopefully, and, yeah. and leave the main lake parts alone. Yeah. That'd be nice. Alone and thicken up a little bit. But yeah, it was it was really nice to see all that ice start back up again. Yep, we kind of got a teaser. I mean, I even drove over Big Creek yesterday, and it was capped over, like oh, skim. Yeah, but, yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, so the the water's cold enough; things are happening now. Oh yeah, so. yep. And it's always it's just there's a small time frame where you see like all of Minnesota freezing over, and we're not there yet. And you're just like, gosh, dang it! Mm-hmm. Like. Everyone else, it feels like everyone else is out fishing and we're still just Dang it, I know, loafing. it drives, drives us nuts. And then, of course, here we are, end, end, end of 2021. Yeah. Finally getting enough where, eh, not, yeah. probably not a lot of, around Ankeny yet. No, and frankly, it gets tough to do this podcast towards <laughs> when we're yeah, about three we weeks seen. length and without <laughs> being able to go ice fishing. Get out on there and ice And it's not so. as easy just to duck up north to Minnesota anymore either with yeah. families. And and then especially around the holidays and all yeah. that stuff, it's damn near impossible. Yeah, but it, it was really cool. So I got out today, um, and yeah, we'll talk about that after the break for sure. But yep. um, man, gosh, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's freaking sweet. Felt good to, um, to, felt uh, good to be out. Set the hook. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so want to talk through what what you got for Christmas this year? Yeah, ice fishing uh, related or not? This year wasn't it wasn't exactly the heaviest ice fishing gear Christmas I've ever. Well, had. You got everything you need. Uh, yeah, well, that's need. the deal. Is you end up with a lot of the stuff you need, then <laughs> it's just you end up just filling out the box a little bit. But my wife did get me the striker for my birthday because my birthday is a couple of days after Christmas. It was yesterday, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Uh, that striker, uh, is it called a traveler travel case? Uh, it's like a rod case slash gear holder. Um, it can be like a backpack or like a over the shoulder sort of deal. Yep. Uh, I had to modify it a little bit for the schoolies. Ooh, you fit the schoolies in though. But I can fit them in the tube, the, the rod tubes. So it ha- that I'd, for a normal, like fishing rod, you know, with the spinning rod, it, it would be a super slick case because you just, there's rod tubes on either end. You just slip them in, you zip it up, it's watertight, ready okay, to rock cool. and roll. Yeah. Uh, but for mine, for the schoolies, the handle is a little longer than a normal ice fishing rod, so they they couldn't get the flap shut. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, to do it, so I had to cut a little slit in the flat in the shell, in the hard shell, and then I just stick the handle out the back of it. So I got handles sticking off on <laughs> both ends. Uh, yeah, that works. But it works. It holds them real. They hold the forty. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's a bonus. The forty just slips right in there. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That'll, so so you, you're getting away from the bucket then for the schoolies. Yeah, that'll be getting away from the bucket. So you can keep other stuff in there. Well, oh, yeah. It, holding and organizing gear, it'll be definitely a step up. Mm-hmm. Um, step down will be I won't have a place to sit anymore. Yeah. Or automatically mm-hmm. just bring it up. I'll yep. still probably keep a bucket in the truck. Yep. Just in case I decide to keep a few fish or something, it's always handy to have a bucket to throw them in. Yep. Rather than a bag or something. But uh, what else did I get? Ice fishing. Oh, I got uh, uh, just some gloves, uh, heated socks. The heated socks. We'll see. I don't know. They're kind of gimmicky, I feel like. Do you know what brand they are? No. Amazon brand. Oh, okay. Something. Rechargeable? Something Amazon Choice or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rechargeable. Okay. Yep. Yep. There's two different settings. <laughs> Can't feel it at all and... A little bit warm. <laughs> oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And they're like, what are they like? Wool socks or? Yeah, they're kind of like a nylon something oh, okay. or other. Right. I don't know. Yeah. They're thick still, but yeah, they're interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That we'll see how cool. they go. I don't know. I don't have high hopes. I don't think. Heated but socks. Going all soft get? on us. That's all that comes to mind. Other oh, other than that aerator that you'd gotten me, but I hadn't even taken it out of the package. I'm pumped for that. I saw that thing and, and I was the just Gigi's, like, I'm not sure what that is. So it's it's a live well treatment or like a minnow treatment. Oh so it removes the you can use like tap water in it. It takes sure. the chlorine out of it. Keeps um, it clean so you min- yep. Oh, I keeps always minnows, use tap water anyway. Keep your minnows alive a lot longer, supposedly. I've never really noticed the problem. But yeah. Actually, yeah, that would be sweet. Uh, it would be real cool if you keep it cleaner. Yeah. That don't stink so bad after yep. a day or two. It's supposed to be... It's Is good that the stuff that turns your water blue? Like, yeah, like a little a dark, bit. Like a deep blue? No. You don't need to use very much of it, is what I was... I, I tested out already yeah. in my live well. I got some, too. Interesting. Or in my uh, angle. Yeah. And yeah. it's like eight drops is all you put in it. So you could use it boat or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, small deal to keep your minnows in. Yep. Or if you got it live well, like... Yeah, in your you boat that you just throw a little keep tournament fish in or, or something. Yep. Yeah, a little net. Yep. Thought that was kind of huh. cool. And then yeah, that solar. I'm really excited to see how the solar thing works. Yeah, it we'll actually see. keeps her going. In the winter time, I bet it don't work very good. Well, yeah. I think it'd work pretty decent. Where am I going to run this thing? Just run it in a bucket? You think? Denny's angle. Oh, I should put it on the angle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> not your angle. Yeah, it's not, not my friend's angle. The, the angle. I've had it for five years. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, and I did see at Mills they have this like bright orange angle. Did you see that? Uh-uh. It's like fluorescent orange. Well, we don't lose it. Well, yeah. it does make a lot of sense not having a white one on the ice. Yeah, that's kind of slick. Yeah. But I got I got a couple cool things. Did you load it down, Ben? Um, I got the clam rechargeable aerator. Oh yeah. So I'm excited to try that out. Uh, cause we were just talking before the show, I was burning through D batteries in an angle aerator, angle like aerator. which yeah. I've noted, I've never had any problems. Yeah. Like I've had, I've let those, that angle run for like three or four days straight on the same two batteries. No problems. Yeah. See, I must've got a bum. I'm going on, on like three years on the same set of batteries. Dang it. No, I was, and I've tried different aerators too. I had like the bait buddy or the magic buddy or yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. The same deal. Burn through batteries like nothing. Dang. Um, so that rechargeable one, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, what else? Got a new set of blades for the auger. Ooh, good. Just, just another set. I so. feel like you just get a new set every year. I do. Yeah. That's just I, typical. I'm probably going to just save these and not change them because just ripping today with it, man. Still cut like butter. Oh yeah. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? 
Oh, got some freeze-dried meals uh, for out on the ice. Ooh. Some adventure meals. What what brand are they? Uh, Mountain House? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the one to go with, I guess. Yeah. Um, pour some boiling water in them. What, what flavors did you get? Do you know? So it's like a weekend pack, so... You have like two different breakfast ones. There's the beef stroganoff in there. That's the only one I've ever had. Yes. It's excellent. Beef stroganoff and chicken Like I don't even know if I can rice. make it as good on the stove. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And the that. Cheesy Mac, is that what you said? No. Um, chicken and rice, I think. Mm. So that'd be, that's going to be a cool option. And then I got a uh, little coffee pot, too, to run, like a jet boil? run on the burner. No, just oh. like a ceramic coffee pot. Like Ooh, nice. Pack in steel Yeah, I could always whatever. use a cup of coffee out there on the ice. Well, just boil some water, whatever, on my little burner. Yep. So that'll be pretty sweet. Dang. It's yeah, a good Christmas. Nice. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. No, nothing like specifically ice fishing, though. No, not, like not specifically. No, I really don't need any of that stuff. Yeah. 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 It's all kind of more in any more like accessorizing. Yep. Sort of stuff. Just fine tuning everything. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be cool. Oh, to I got you those Brantner jigs. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Those so. things are st- stupid sharp. When, talking on the show about that, I mean, yeah, they're doing something right on those. Yeah, those things are slick. And I glowed them with uh, with a regular flashlight, and they just, it's ridiculous. They glow forever. Like, you can light your house with those damn things. Yep. It's cra- they're crazy. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. I don't, and like today, uh, some of the structure we were fishing, I didn't even want to use them. You're afraid I, to I knew use I was them. Gonna, <laughs> I was going to lose them and just be heartbroken, so didn't even want to try them. Yeah, they're just nice to look at. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So... Uh, we talked a little bit last season and the season before on ice safety, but wanted to touch on that too. Yeah, just a little brush on before, it. Uh, before we get too far into this season. So if you guys are new to, to ice fishing, um, I've seen a lot of questions out on Facebook and guys are like, hey, I'm new this year. Yeah. What do I need to know? What are some tips and tricks and stuff? I mean, safety is number one when you're going out, yep. not knowing what you're you doing. You always want to come home. Oh my gosh. There's guys doing all kinds of stupid stuff. Yep. Um, driving, driving vehicles out when they shouldn't be, uh, heck walking out when they shouldn't be Yeah, and people fall through all the time. Yep. So what would be your number one safety tip, Ben? Uh, first and foremost, go with the buddy. Yep. Early ice. That's kind of the, that's the name of the game. If you're going to be out there by yourself on a lake in the middle of nowhere, if you fall in and you can't get back out, you're, you're toast. You're effed. Yep. There's even no you way. don't even have to be in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Uh, yeah, just having somebody knowing where you're at. Yep. Uh, even if you if you don't bring a buddy, text someone. Let them know you're going somewhere. Yep. Especially early ice. I mean, yeah, technically. Yep. You know, ice is never safe, but yeah, early and, ice especially. And having a spud bar, we talk about that a lot. Yeah. Uh, I use a spud bar today, even though there's people out there already, and Always. I walked in their path. Yep. Doesn't matter. It was a windy day. The ice could have shifted. Strange things can happen. Who knows. Um, and just throwing that spud out in front of you yep. and knowing, like calibrating your spud bar and yep. and knowing how many hits it takes to get through different conditions. And to of ice. me, the scary part and where I like the spud bar is that it's not just, you know, oh, the lake's frozen over, let's roll out there. It's the lake freezes over, then it melts back a little bit. Then it freezes up, especially down here in Iowa, oh, where yeah. it doesn't just, once it freezes, it's frozen. It's not like that. Yep. It's, it'll freeze over and then it'll melt off a little bit. But then you'll still have some shoreline ice. And then it'll freeze up again, and then it'll break off a little bit. And then you'll get some wind, and yep. it'll melt some uh, awkward shapes or whatever, wherever. Uh, that is where the spud bar comes in handy, because then you can get into some super variable ice thicknesses, uh, ages of ice, um, 
and a lot of times you could see those as you're mm-hmm. walking out, but then all of a sudden you get a you know blanket of snow on it, and then you don't you can't see nothing. Yep. Um, so yeah, that spud bar, number one most key piece of equipment is a spud bar. Yep. Twenty bucks, forty bucks, depending on what you get. Hundred bucks if you get a real Mac Daddy one. Oh yeah. Uh, that's the only piece of safety equipment that's keeping you from going in the ice. Yep. Going through the ice, getting in the water. Yep. Exactly. Um, once you're in the water, man, ice picks. Ice picks, that's, rope. That can at least give you a leg Life up jacket. trying to get up. Uh, yeah, a throwable with some rope is yeah. handy uh, as well. So you never know. Yeah. It yep. may not be you that you have to rescue. I mean, everybody, all the rage is getting a float suit and all that, but don't forget about just a, a, say, a life jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're not wearing it, just having one available. It's like if you bring a buddy, having a life jacket available and a rope because I guarantee you there ain't nothing worse. The only other thing worse than falling in the ice is being the buddy watching your buddy fall through the ice and you can't do nothing to help him. Yep. So having a throwable and some rope, just something to get over to him that you can help pull him back out yep. um, is pretty important. Yep, absolutely. Um, what I did with mine, specifically for the rope, um, is my pull rope on my shelter is like 40 feet long. Mm-hmm. like So down and back, so it doubles over as you pull it out, so it's 20 feet, whatever yep. that you're pulling on. And it's on two carabiners. So that if I ever do need to throw it out, do something with it, I can unhook both those carabiners. I've always got that rope because yep. I can't take my shelter out there without having a rope on it. Nice, thick, heavy rope. I could toss that out there if I need to oh, help yeah. somebody. Yep. Um, and then having those carabiners on it, I guess in my mind, I've never actually had this in practice, is that the, the person could theoretically just wrap that around and clip it onto themselves yep. if, they're, if they've been out there cold enough and they kind of start to lose some strength that they can't wrap, that they can't hold on to the rope yeah, themselves. Yeah, actually grip it. Yep. Uh, I don't know. That's just a thought. I don't know if that actually happens or mm-hmm. if that would be practical in use. But uh, then I always have that long piece of rope with me yep. um, to ideally keep me out of danger um, or at least a little ways away from danger, but uh, still be able to help. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we, we actually got a uh, a message from one of our listeners out in Montana, I believe, uh, who was on a reservoir and had a chunk of ice break off from shore. Yeah. And had to actually help people get back. And he was the one that, that had to basically swim back. Um, so Jesus. be prepared for that, too. That was like a squall that came up. So that was and just real quick windstorm yeah. knocked a chunk. Of, uh, they were on loose. So you never know. That's a big uh, That's a big body of water. Yep. Holy smokes. Yikes. Yep. Yeah, pretty interesting. So you just never know what can happen out there. So, so yeah, it's, keep an eye on the good. weather. Yep. Uh, knowing what the weather's supposed to do that day or that week. Yep. It's also very handy um, to know whether you're going to be dealing with sub-zero temps or, you know, 30 and wind blowing or what's going to be happening out there. Yeah, and then just the <laughs> the, the one day in December where it's 70-mile-an-hour wind gusts. Yeah. Don't exactly. be out on the ice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know. If you are, stake it down oh real tight. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's a good point. Be aware of your surroundings. Yep. Um, otherwise, if you have more if you're more curious about ice safety, unless you have something to add on to it. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, we have a whole good episode. Every season that. we've, we've touched on it. Um, and their last season, I think we really went into, into depth. On, I think it was our first season. We, or was we, it our yeah, first season? We had a really good episode on it. Yep. Really laid out everything that we know about ice safety and all of our experience. Yep. From Brett getting a bunch of buddies together, jumping oh, yeah, on, to the jump ice. on the ice, and check it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was first season. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the stuff we've done. So, so yeah, good. we got to watch out for that a little bit, but, yep. um, 
in the effort not to just continuously repeat ourselves every yeah, season over and over. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think that that's kind of where we'll leave that. Yep. Um, if you guys have, I would put out if you guys have any other tips on, you know, clever things to at least either conceal or always have your your ice safety stuff with you. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to shoot those our way, and we'll be sure to get them on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, after the break here, we're going to chat about uh, my ice trip today. Oh, yes. Thank First God. ice. I'm so ready to actually talk about talking fishing. Talking about getting out, catching, yes. putting some fish on the ice. So ready to talk about fishing. Uh, and then just breaking down some strategies for first ice. I like talking about gear early season, but yep. I really the enjoy the actual fishing part more Absolutely. than the gear part. So that'll be coming up next on The Short Rod Show. Ben, where have you been? We've got a short rod show episode to drop here in a half an hour. Ah, shoot. I've been outside blowing snow in my driveway for the last hour. Jeez, give me a break, Brett. Man, you just got to hire that out. I don't know. Like, how would I find someone that could do it? I don't know. I just look up on Google. Yeah, that could work, but how do I know they're any good? All I know is that the best companies use Evergrow Marketing to show up on Google. Yeah, that's a good point. I know Evergrow Marketing is a digital marketing agency that provides straightforward solutions for local service businesses. Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, Brett, it means if your business relies on leads and inquiries from your surrounding area, they'll take care of your website, make sure you're showing up on search engines like Google, and make your phone ring with new business. They've worked with landscaping and lawn care companies, roofing contractors, car dealers, hospitals, banks and credit unions, and more. If you own or work for a business that could use a little help with the digital side of your marketing, check them out over at evergrowmarketing.com. Also, tell them that Ben and Brett over at the Short Rod Show sent you, and they'll knock 10% off your first bill. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day, and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show, and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher. Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that. Posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Hey, welcome back, guys. Uh, So, yeah, we finally got on the ice, or Ben did. I was at home with the kids today (laughs) because daycare let wanted to have a Apparently daycare wanted to have a day off. Yeah, and my wife had to work, so I had to stay home with the kids. Well, Ben sent me pictures of him fishing. Uh, Try not to bombard you too much. I was busy catching. uh, I would have been fine with the bombardment (laughs) rather than sitting there watching Coco Melon all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's the worst. No, we we didn't do that too bad, actually. We got out and played in the snow. But, uh, yeah, so Ben got out on the ice. Yep. First and foremost. Did. Uh, kind of roundabout where in Iowa were you at, uh, so, and then kind of size and just give me an explanation of the body of water that you were fishing. Perfect. So we were on, um, this is North of highway 30. So for all you guys asking about, can anybody fish? That'd be the of, Northern half of Iowa. Yeah. For folks that aren't familiar. Basically. Yeah. 30 yeah. is pretty much right across, um, South highway 20 though. So now you're narrowing it. To, you shouldn't have said that. Now, now they're not. Bleep that out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but a lot of guys are like, oh, anybody fishing in Big Creek? Yeah. Well, no. Nah. There's not right now. Not even close. Yep. Like and this is recent, going to be you know, yeah. out recent enough that yeah, you probably, so probably still won't be fishing on Big Creek. 
Uh, yeah, it's going to get cold. It'll build pretty quick, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. And it's under 30 acre lake. Not, not huge. Um, not a lot of different structure. There is some good marked structure though that you can find. Um, there's like three main kinds of structure, like some rock piles, some like catfish structure. Those are just, uh, yeah. The uh, little tubes. Yeah. Culverts. Culverts. There Concrete culverts. Is what yeah. Those and are. some cedar trees. Cedar trees. And um, well, then there's some standing timber in there. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty cool. The lake itself had open water in it. So parts of it were open. Is that over by like the spillway where it was open? No. Must have been a geese hole. Yeah. So yeah. that was a little sketchy. Um, but talking about ice safety, spud, spud See, that's the deal there. is those Absolutely. goose holes, especially down here, is a thing. Yep. Don't get caught walking through one yep. of them. Suckers. Absolutely. So there were guys over by the trees. That's another thing, too. Like, that can that's sketchy to me. The early trees? ice. Yeah. Why? Having ice freeze up around trees. Yeah. Why is that sketchy? Early ice. I just feel like sun beating down, warming up the trees a little bit. The tree, yeah, immediately around the tree trunk, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like four inches around the tree trunk. All right. You're a lot more brave than <laughs> Otherwise, I that be. don't bother me at, no. at all. Yeah, no. I wasn't messing with that. No. Because um, that's where we had fished at one point. Like, you know, you hear people talk about like over by like, in the cattails or something mm-hmm. like that. It's real sketchy. But that's where you're in super shallow water. Yeah. And some of that stuff just holds heat. Yep. Where that brush, at your, that, those standing trees that you're fishing, I don't think that's that a good right. deal. All right. But we were, we were on the other side. So, yeah. Um, Pretty cool. We've talked about this before, but getting on the DNR site and downloading the structures. Oh yeah, uh, big time. In, in all the Iowa lakes, that's slick. Uh, it wasn't. It's never a hundred percent accurate, but it was pretty close. I Get mean, you. it got us within five to eight feet of where those were. Oh, that's way better than some of the ones yeah. I've had. But yep. And and basically just drilling it out, checking it out. You can find it. Yeah. Um, was with a buddy that had a AquaView micro camera. Dang it, that's slick. Like that thing, huh? That beats the heck out of the recon I had. Yep. Um, just image quality has a little reel on the back. You reel your lineup. Your yep. was that all he up. had was a camera? Or he also just had that and a flasher. Oh, I had that in a, a Striker Four. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So just being able to see, you could see really well. <laughs> that's a clear <laughs> like, body of water. Yeah, real nice. So. Uh, that worked for out. Iowa very yeah, clear. That worked out pretty cool. But yeah, got there. I, I don't know. They they got there a little earlier, maybe around eight or so. I got there about nine thirty, mm. and just basically were immediately on fish. It was awesome. Uh, right out in the basin, deeper part of the lake. What kind of depths were we fish talking? roaming around? What kind of depths were you seventeen to twenty feet? Seventeen to twenty two. They were that that deep, or they were just over that. depth? They were over that depth. Ooh, nice. Yep. They were generally 12 to Ooh, 15 feet. That's yeah. a good suspended bite. Yep. Ooh, and, yeah. and over the structure, man, it's cool. Uh, broke, I, no, I didn't even break off. I thought I was going to break off. When I put put the uh, put the flasher down and looked at where it's at, originally in one hole, I was like, holy crap, I'm over the brush pile because it's it just, just lit up. Yep. Turns out that was just straight fish. And I pulled a crappie right off the top. Dang. And then that spooked the rest of them, and it was cleared out. And when yep. I put it down again, I'm like, oh, dang. Those were fish. That was, that's sweet. That's a cool feeling. So you got to pull those. So you just dropped into the pile. You didn't pull one out the top. Uh, I was off to the side for a little well, while. Well, no, I meant yeah. like that, that pile of fish that you were fishing. 
Oh yeah, I just pulled the one. The you just dropped one. it straight yep. into the big mass. You didn't like try to bring one up. No, out of it. Yeah, no. that was the problem. Nope. Yeah. Just start picking from the top. And to that the was bottom. interesting that you caught those crappies because I, I always thought that lake was pretty tough to catch crappies there. Yeah. But maybe they've repopulated over the last two and years. And they're they're pretty decent. So it's been two years since I've been out there. Um, didn't bring waxworms because I forgot them. Dang it. So I had spikes. All plastic. Oh, spikes. Yeah, Luke had some spikes. That was pretty nice. cool. Nice. Um, used three spikes for probably 25 fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was great. They're durable. Yep, they worked out pretty well. Uh, um, what were you running for bait? Bait, uh, rod reel. Uh, yeah, that whole setup. whole setup. Just your whole gear setup, right? Just real quick. The 32-inch bull whip. Yep. The same R10. Yep. The four pound suffix ice. Four pound, geez, going heavy, heavy duty. I thought you really liked the one pound. That's that's for yeah, that's for real touchy stuff. Oh, okay. No, no. On my on my bullwits, I always do four pound. Okay. And then running down to a widow bread, widow maker, four mil. Ooh, four mil tungsten okay. that did the trick. Um, and spikes. You didn't put a nuggie on or something, huh? No, I did three spikes on the end. Kind of tipped them all. We went right, right to away the tail. with live bait. Never, yep. never tried the plastics. I did. I did do plastics right at the end, and I used the True North. Can't remember what it's called. Uh, little larva looking thing. They're little, little. Dang it! Their smallest plastic. That Not their say. smallest. No. It's got like three little beads to yeah, it. You don't have it in front of us. And anymore. then a big long whippy tail. Gotcha. That worked and got me a nice bass. Ooh! So I caught probably four or five. Bass. You throw the mayfly on, huh? That big sucker. Oh my god! I don't know how you're. I don't. To me, I you got to run like a regular jig to. Yeah. Thread that on. You oh, there'll be a time. A we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. But that might be a, a walleye the, getter. Yeah, they'll be on the river. Ooh, river yeah. bait. Oh, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then yeah. uh, Luke was going to do a fish fry. Well, so. you were busting out the Garmin also. Yeah, yes. So the Garmin, it worked okay. It had a little bit more lag than what I expected. So Ben got uh, had Garmin on his uh, boat. Uh, Garmin, the, uh, 90, th- no, 73, CB. 73 SV, SV, 73 SV. Uh, and I gave him my transducer, yep. had to get an adapter, Yep. but he's running just the regular flasher mode, not yep. a panoptics or anything, but regular flash mode. And, and it was mode. super cool having the map on one side and the flasher mode on the other side. Oh, yeah. Gosh, was, that's all you could ever hope for and more. But too bad you didn't have a map for this pond. I need to make make our own. <laughs> Got to get out there and make it. Yep. It is. I've I've fished it the summertime. It is pretty good fishing in yep. the summer. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it worked really well. The uh, the summit shuttle worked well. Everything is great. Nice. Battery held up fine. No problem. Uh, also got a otter medium sled. The medium uh, sport sled. Just open sled. And, and use that to haul out all my stuff. Man, that's slick. It's super slick. Just having that. If you're not going to set up a shelter, anyways. Yeah, jet today was the day like though I sh- I could have had a shelter. It would have been all right. You could have you just posted up mostly. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it yeah. was cold and windy. Yeah, and it freezing rain and misting on us and suck freezing on our gear and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. So it would have been decent having a shelter, but that's all right. Made nice. it out there. Yeah, striker suits all I need. So <laughs> give me a. Give me the tips and tactics on uh, what it took to get the, these crappies to bite. So basically just... Knowing the gear. Well, spending you, you need to spend at least five minutes on a hole, sure. I think. Sure, um, Because right off the bat, right in the area, these fish are all kind of schooling around. They were just hunting around the basin. 
So they were out just moving. They're roaming. Yep, they're roaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're brush pile fish, and those those are a little bit different. Uh, once once we found and got on the pile, but when they're outside of the pile around the basin, they were just all, out roaming. Could you so. pick up? And maybe you guys didn't move enough to figure this out, but could you figure like there was like a uh, a way a, a a way they were wanting to move, like a highway that they were going along? No, like we a didn't, path. To we travel? didn't drill that out enough yeah. or scope it out. Probably with your pan optics, we could see. Because I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, like basic crappies, they're not just roaming. Yep. Like there is a path of travel that they're taking, mm-hmm. and if you can get on that path versus like off of it, yep. and maybe you'll catch a few. But if you're on the path that they yep. want to take. Uh, to us, it seems like it's random, but somewhere out there for them, it, it makes that sense. That would be where the panoptics would come in handy. Yeah. And just kind of scope it out and get a lay of the land of, okay, here's a little divot over here. Yep. Maybe the, you know, it's the softer mud over here. Something keeps them over there. Oh, yeah. Yep. That would have been cool, but we were doing just fine without that. Nice. So, and So you're like telling said, me you don't have mix, to have the panoptics to you catch don't. some fish. There's a meme I saw today that's that's, that showed a bunch of crappies schooling by, and they're like, uh, sorry, we're not biting. We we heard you don't have live scope. <laughs> <laughs> As they're floating through, how many rocks did you have to throw in the water to make sure that there was, it was one thick huge enough? rock there, and it like, held like a big old river yeah, that's rock? How you knew it was four inches. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was about four inches ice. It was solid, clear, clear as can be. Yeah. If you looked at it, you would thought it was two inches. So yeah, super actually, clear. Super. I clear. don't really. It, I know it's safe, but it still bugs, makes yes, my nuts yeah. pucker a little bit when didn't, I walk out there. Didn't make any noise. Wasn't popping, moving anything, yep. which is good. Yep. So that's about as good as it can get. Uh, guy rolled by with like four little kids in the back. On the ice? No, no, no. Oh, and he's good. like, you know, asking us as we're coming off how, how it was. And he's like, yeah, no, I'll probably wait a little bit. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, I would yep. too if we were taking kids out there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Wait till you get five or six inches at least get them out there plus it's windy oh my gosh just crappy 30 day. mile an hour winds yeah but the bite was on bite was on and then uh driving back ridiculously slippery yeah i mean just still interstates are coat coated with ice yep not, well let's not, get back to the crappie good. fish here quick before we get too far All right. for that ben. ask me some more crappie questions uh so you're <laughs> running spikes in the widow bread uh just give me an idea of what the demeanor was on those crappies and then maybe like a jigging cadence or something that you felt like maybe you figured out that if I do this, they're going to come and check it out or hit so it. they were. that's a good question because they were still neutral to mm, slightly negative. They weren't just coming in and slamming it. Uh, right off the bat, yes. The easy ones. How? What, what time of day was that? Right away. Right away in the morning. So 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Yeah, it probably was better even earlier, yeah. Yep, there's definitely a bite window going on because about okay. – Noonish started to slow down a lot. Yep. And then by one when we left, it was pretty much turned off. Dang. Yeah. So um jigging wise, right off the bat, they wanted it pretty quick. And you could get by putting a lot of action just in pounding your bait. it. Yep, yep, just pounding it. Um later on though, it you had to slow way down. I wasn't quite like holding the rod down my knee, you know, staring at it yep. with one eye. But Holding it as still as you possibly. I was could. holding it pretty still, and yeah. and watching in between the flasher screen and the and the rod tip, and sure got a missed a couple bites. That you way. you didn't have to go all the way down to uh, what's that? The line uh, bite or not the line bite? What's that? Where you're watching the line and you look the line for the, slack, the, the yeah. coil, the in the, the line bow and the line to come out. Yeah, you didn't have to do that quite. 
Nope, not quite. Nice. Uh, was there any special way you were hooking up the spikes? Yeah, through the through like the butt end, just lining them right up. You through threaded the butt. them on, or threaded you just on. poked them? Thread them on, let them tentacle out, flop okay. around. You, you pop them? Nope. Oh. Oh heck no. Right. Why would you pop those? I don't know. <laughs> I still pop one usually to let get a little juices flowing. Not the spikes. They don't the have spikes. a whole lot to them. Well, yeah, they're you know what I mean? smaller. Yeah. yeah. Little red guys. These are white. What? Wh- white spikes. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Spikes, maggots. I don't know. Interesting. What else would you call them? Well, no, I'm sure. I think they do sell them in different colors. Oh, yeah. And yep. you get like blue ones and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> That'd you be kind of cool. Give them some dye or something, maybe. Yep. Yeah, so it was, it was a good bite. Multi-species, bluegills, crappies, yeah. bass. What'd you get? Uh, let's stick with the crappies here, then we'll move on to the bass and the bluegills quick. Uh, so as you'd see them school across, um, was our competition. Would you get one or two or three on the screen, and then they'd fight for it? Or would that – because sometimes – That makes it better, I yes. see that a lot yep. of times on YouTube where they're like, oh, you know, competition, yada, yada, yada. But sometimes I've seen that where that goes against you also, where like – they both come up to it, and then they both swim off also. Yeah, there's there's two specific times where it acted completely the opposite. So early in the morning, two fish at once, you're going to get one for sure. You're going to get and one. And they, would, they sure. would fight each other for yep. it. Later in the morning, two fish at once, couldn't care less about yep. biting your bait at all. Yep. And you basically, and that, that was basically when it was time to move spots. So everything came in suspended. Uh, you said what? You were in 17, yeah. some foot of water, and they were yep. coming in at 12? Were you catching anything off the bottom? Uh, or what were you doing? How were you – you were just hanging out in 12-foot, just dangling it? Or were you trying to drop it down, see what you could find on the bottom, and then when you'd see a flash, yep. you'd I was, I was staying, like, in that 14-foot range-ish okay. and just kind of hanging out there until we went over to the brush pile. When around the brush pile, then you could see a distinct line at 14 feet where there's a branch, and then going down to, like, 12 feet sure. is all just brush. And then – but I could – I was in, like – the money spot i could drop right in between the brush so you were getting down in the brush and when i did that i was like okay maybe this will work and i actually got down in between in a little pocket and then when we got the camera out i looked at it and i was like holy crap if i catch a fish down here it's gonna just you're <laughs> tangled wrap yeah. around and i'm done yeah but it didn't it worked out uh not crappies down there no that was all bluegills that was all gillies yep. yeah and you could man there's a ton of them in there yeah, with yeah. that camera yeah it's so cool seeing those those things school around. So were you using the camera much or just to scout, just to just kind of check it out it and see like. what was in there? Yep. Yeah. And you said it was pretty clear water. Oh yeah. See, that's the deal. I think uh, you know we had that question. Uh, guy chimed in mm-hmm. a couple weeks back about whether I should get a flash or a camera, and we've had that before. Oh yeah. The problem with the camera is you're just focused on one small view. So if you put that, so if you drop that camera down, and you put your bait there, mm-hmm. you don't know. And you're focused on the bottom, you don't know if you've got uh, a basin, you know, uh, uh, suspended crappie bite going on above you. Yep. Uh, you don't know anything. I think it's it's really hard to just straight fish off of a camera. Yeah. If that I, was I all mean, you I've, had, I've tried that's that. Tough. Yeah. It, there's just something about it. I don't know. You can't. I can't focus on it enough to to get it right. Yep. yep. And basically, you end up just going off feel anyway. You watch the fish, you know, bite your jig, and then you feel it. Yeah. So then you pull it up. Because if you do it before you feel it, you always pull you, it out. You'll miss it. Yep. 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 So, yeah, I mean, and I think you would agree, my advice has always been if you're just, if you haven't made the purchase and you're just looking to make a purchase of one or the other, always the flasher first. Yep. 
Yeah. And there's even other things I would buy before I'd buy a camera. Yeah. Uh, camera's kind of camera, a ways camera, down the list. It's like, fun and it's cool to see, it but is, it's yeah. a ways down the list of things. Now, I if you have, have kids, though, I think camera's key. Yeah, that might be. That's going to be Although, so I don't know. Nice. Panoptics is pretty good. The other thing we might have to do if we get a small camera like that is make it bigger. So they don't TV. drop it down the freaking hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's they're tiny now. Yeah. It's like the size of your smartphone. Pretty happy with the clarity, though, you got out of it. Yeah, real happy. Yeah, real nice. That aqua view. That, that's You're getting off so the Markham. Old. Yep. So the other What deal, else happened with the Markham? Took the Markham, took the LX6 <laughs> on the lithium shuttle as a backup, and I, and I was having some lag through the Garmin. So I was like, you know, let me let me just get back on the Markham game a little bit because no, I'm good because that's that's basically my bread and butter is was run the Markham for I've had it for nine years now. So ran the LX6, got her going. It worked fine for like the first 15, 20 minutes yeah. and then just would not find the bottom. It's like it completely dropped out. No sonar output. You could hear it pinging. But it would never pick up a solid bottom, and it could really? never range and say you're in 17 feet of water. Just lost it completely. That's weird, and just did it out of nowhere. You didn't like yep. drop it or nope. kick it or something. nope. Um, so I tried tapping on the transducer a little bit. So I'm like, because yeah, I feel like it's a transducer problem. I, w- I maybe I have no idea, but so then uh, that still didn't do anything. So then when I got home, I pulled the transducer off, like unhooked it, yeah. and left the sonar on. And you could hear sound inside the unit, like making the clicking sound. So something in the unit's wonky. I, I think, wouldn't think I don't it'd be think clicking. that's right. I, yeah, I that's wouldn't think weird. it'd make any clicking noise inside the unit. Yeah, the the transducer makes the sound. Yeah, it was weird. So that is weird. something something wonky's going on. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of a bummer. How old, did you meant, did you just say I was getting a beer? Did you yeah. say how old that Markham was that you had? So twenty twelve. So twenty twelve. So yeah. it's got some miles on it, but. But that's why I went with the digital unit because there's nothing to wear out. You know, there's no, it didn't have a there's motor. There's always a few things to wear didn't out. Didn't have, you know, but less, yep. less stuff. So yep. uh, $140 flat rate Markham repair, repair it. which kind of drives me nuts because, you know, you, if, if there's a loose wire in there, they're going to solder it back on and give it back to you. You know, and it's 140 bucks. Yeah, and you didn't have great experience with it last time you did the recon either. No. Or was that a different deal? That was a different deal because that was under warranty. Oh, that was under warranty. Okay. They just sent you a new one and it still broke. Yeah. Then the new one broke after that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah I don't think, I don't envision a Markham sponsorship <laughs> coming mm-hmm. our way anytime soon. I don't think so either. I think we're, we're converting ourselves over. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was a good, it was, felt good to get out on the ice. You know, the first, that feeling of just walking out there, get yep. spud bar in hand. Yep. Thumping against the ice and one hit doesn't even doesn't phase it doesn't phase it at all. Nice. You're like, yeah. So you guys didn't move around a whole lot. No, you guys kind of found really that one brush pile. Yep. Um, and then did the basin thing and yep, got enough good. for a fish fry. I think we uh, ended up seven keeper crappies and four keeper bluegills. So you did the crappie. You said crappie bass bluegill. Were you doing anything different? No. For the bluegill and the crappies. <laughs> no. Or blue bluegill in the bass that versus the crappie. No, nope. other than fishing in the brush brush pile, but even in the brush pile, there are bass coming through. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of know. times those guys are hanging out together. It just felt like a different bite when they once they take it. Yeah, it's like okay, this is something different. Yeah, but and there's generally a few nice bluegills in that lake also. Oh yeah, that made it fun, man. 
they were they were good eaters. Nice. So yeah, it was a good trip. And then dang, uh, I'm jealous. We'll go back out again. Should be out on the water on Sunday. Sunday. So we'll see yeah, how that goes. Game on. That'll be fun. It'll be a rare opportunity for us. I know. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Excited for that. Yeah. That'll be sweet. That's gonna be awesome. But yeah, that's kind of our tactics. You know, as we wrap up the show here, our tactics out on first ice. We've had a couple episodes on that, but you're a little restricted. I mean, you gotta make the best of what you got. But yeah. You're a little restricted on where you can go and what you can do. Um. And and a lot of times, like now, time's a restriction. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're. I was only out there for three hours. Yep. You know, so uh, not a ton of time to break down all the water. You know drill the whole lake out i probably still drilled 20 holes well at that point you still you had you were able to take advantage of local knowledge yep because what luke's brother you said brother-in-law mm-hmm. uh was from that area yep fished that lake quite a bit so he kind of knew what you were doing yep um, and and the topography map on the board that the dnr had there pretty you know yeah, pretty accurate you can I, get I in the right lake area. master lake yep. master is mm-hmm. the lake is there uh not unlike the oh okay yeah uh Navionics yep. doesn't have the the lake map, but Lake Master has it. Yeah, but that did help actually. Just having that was my first time out with the GPS and yep. the sonar. Yeah, that's, liked it. That's worked sweet. good. Yep. Summit shuttle worked out well for you. Yep, nothing broke. Nothing broke. Dang it, it shouldn't break, but you never know. Yeah. Um, I saw on Facebook today that they're coming out with some enclosed Summit shuttles. What's that? Like mean? all-in-one units, like. Uh-huh. Yours more like currently the, an all-in-one unit? More like the lithium shuttle for Markham. Oh, where the battery's like, built in or well, incorporated? Well, it still has a big battery, yeah, but oh. it's all covered up and looks fancy. How big it. is that battery on the Markham shuttle? 12. 12 amp hour. Yep. Huh. Huh. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I don't know. I've never run it. Well, now that your LX6 crapped out, you can just put Markham on the, on the or your Garmin on the... Yeah, I could put that on, on the, the lithium, lithium shuttle. shuttle. It would be a lot lighter, but yeah. that's not a big deal. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So we broke down the water basically by structure. That's that's the main thing. If you can find and that some was structure, just what DNR put out there. Yep, that, that's artificial. That's structure. using public knowledge. It's not like you're not really necessarily fishing like shoreline structure. or nope. bottom content. Yep, yep. So that nice. was a pretty cool bite. Yeah. And it's nice to get on fish and actually just catch them first ice. Found them. Yeah, because a lot of times you're That's restricted. Cool. Um, and one thing I, I would say, too, is on the first ice, you don't always have to go out deep either. And, and this yeah. lake that Ben's fishing, I mean, 17 to 20 feet is probably about as deep as it gets. Yep. Uh, there might be a 25-footer there somewhere. But yep. uh, if there's ever a time where you're going to fish shallow, it's going to be early season. And mm-hmm. shallow, I mean, like, 10, 10 or less. Yep. Maybe even five or less. Uh, still getting in on the weed line. Don't be afraid of a weed line if if your lake's not completely frozen and you can only get out onto like a bay or something like that. Don't be afraid to just go fish the weed lines or something like that. Something's yep. always cruising through that. Uh, find green weeds if that's at all possible. But a lot of times if it's shallow, yeah. it's tough to find the green weeds. That's where the camera would come in but, real handy yeah. there. Because with the clarity that had and the color picture it had, you could actually determine that. Yep. And so a I lot caught of cameras a, you can't. I caught a... Uh, Kevin Paul mm-hmm. caught him. Uh, I did, did, he's just trying to pump a pile of people to get on Clear Lake. Oh, just fill that sure. sucker up again this year. Yep. Um, and I caught a, he had a live feed. He was out maybe two days ago or something like that on Clear Lake. And Clear Lake, for you guys who don't know, uh, 
Central Iowa, North Central Iowa, about as far as north as you can go before you get to Minnesota is about where Clear Lake's yep. at. And they, I think they got five, six, seven inches right now. Um, mentioned, yeah, so he's fishing, I think he said he was fishing like five to six feet deep, something like Clear Lake's a very shallow lake. Mm-hmm. Maximum foot's 12. Maximum depth is 12 foot. Yep. Uh, and he was fishing five to some, some odd walleye fishing, five to seven foot deep, uh, and he was fishing a break. So this is where the break – so this is where things are relative to lakes. Yeah. He was fishing a break that – where the break goes up to two feet and then drops down to five to seven feet. Yep. And that was the break he was fishing. Um, and he mentioned, yeah, uh, he only had his flasher, but a lot of times he'd be running a camera out there instead uh, just because when you're in that shallow water – Oh, yeah. The flasher don't – because it's just – if a fish is there, it's there. Yep. Uh, there's not like – your twenty this degree cone up. is yeah, not it's so wide small. enough to yeah it's just right underneath you just you're seeing a foot um, of the bottom. But another thing that he mentioned was that, and I thought this was a little hot tip deal on there was ninety percent of the time uh, out on Clear Lake he's only fishing in two to three feet of water. Yep. So that gets you a depth on uh, really where to fish. I mean, he said all year, all winter long, mm-hmm. two to three feet of water. That I thought that was pretty. Uh, yeah, that was a guys hot tip are just there. falling over in the chairs right now. Two to three foot, yeah. <laughs> Which, whole... if you've ever fished Clear Lake, oh, yeah. and I know we get a, a lot of locals on here too, is, you understand. Yep. Um, yep. Very shallow bite lake. It's very bizarre. It's a real different kind very of Very frustrating yep. lake to fish because ice noise is a, we talk about ice noise on here, it is times 10 important oh, yeah. on there. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, and that's, like you said, that's a good tip. Everything's relative. Kind of know the lakes, lake that you're fishing. Yep. Get some tips. You can find so much information out there. It's crazy. Like yep. that little tidbit. Oh know. yeah, and that was just a little that's, bit. Like I just happened to Facebook catch a little bit because usually I don't sit doing. and listen yeah. to this whole live thing because sometimes he's just talking about products in the shop. Yeah. Which rightfully so, you know. I mean, he's a bait shop, but uh, usually I don't listen to the little thing. And I caught that little bit. I'm like, okay, because I hate fishing that shallow. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. Yep. Uh, cause yeah, you can't see nothing yeah. going on with your electronics. You see a lot more just looking right down yeah, your you hole. You just will dangle your, yep. dangle your bait down there and look down your hole. Yep. Um, and I guess in, over the experience I've had now fishing that shallow is drill all your holes first Yep. and then wait an hour, drink beer and then fish Yep. because you just spooked everything out. There's no option. There's no way you're not going to spook all yep. the fish out Then you wait for them to come back. Yep. That's the key or to move back through. Yeah, early ice. I'm freaking pumped Man, on Sunday. It's gonna be great. Let's get after it, um, uh, dude. I still got to get the drill put back on. Uh, I did that on this the auger too. I had Man. well, I had one last home project because I, <laughs> yep. I use the same drill for everything. Uh, put a transfer switch in the house to hook up the generator. Oh, did you really? Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> I was doing a little bit of uh, a redneck some electrical wiring. work that was above, maybe slightly above my pay grade, but. Actually, it was super simple to put that kit in. Oh, yeah. I was very impressed. Did you just buy it online? I bought it at Menards. Nice. If they sell it at Menards, they should not. They should just expect you to do it. Like, <laughs> do it don't yourself. sell it at Menards if they don't want me to do it <laughs> in my house because uh, I'm going to do it. So do you just have like a generator, the the, the plug? The 30-amp so plug? Two, yeah, yeah it's a 30-amp plug so I can access all the power out of the generator. Um, just to a 120-volt side of your breaker box, right? Well... So technically, it's a 240 volt deal, but yeah. I, I have everything just wired 120 volt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, everything. Yeah, I can only power 125 yeah. volt. 120 volt stuff. Yeah, you're not running your furnace in your. No, it does runs run, furnace no, only 125. Furnace is 120. Yeah, uh, that was the reason I wanted it was yep. to run the furnace and stuff. Yep. Um, but now that I got all that whole project stuff done, now it's ready to hook up on the auger. Ready to ready ice. To rock and roll. Get her on the ice. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Well, good deal. Awesome. Yeah, we should have some good coverage on that for you guys for next week's episode. Yeah, next week will be a juicy be even one. Better. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. Good deal. All right. Well, you guys can catch us all over. Uh, on Facebook, check us out. Instagram, yep. just posted some more fishing pictures. Get people I'll be wearing all fired the uh, short rod show hoodie. <laughs> wearing the merch. I love this hoodie. Represent. I do wear the heck out of this. Oh yeah. Thing. Every time I see you, you got it on. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, good deal, guys. That was a good episode. We'll uh, we'll get out on the ice, get you some more content this winter. Cool. Awesome. We'll catch you next time on the short rod show. Mm-hmm.